Dude, we had a we had a really good message tonight at church for young adults. It was um it was about like not being cool or like being unpopular for Jesus. And um that's really that's been like fresh on my mind, you know. And um I, I pray that way going into situations group settings church settings stuff like that lately is like Lord like I'm not here to like impress people or to talk about myself or anything like that just n- not that that's bad but um like, God, I want to help people. I want to love people and encourage people. And whatever you have for me to receive, God, I, I want to receive it. And, like, that's literally, like, what I was praying right before going in there. And, um, yeah, it was, the message was just spot on. We were playing. <laughs> My brain's in in Uno mode right now. If <laughs> if any of those guys heard me say that, they'd be like, "I don't know if your brain was in Uno mode at all," because <laughs> I'm kind of slow, or at least I was today. Sometimes I I get in it pretty quick, but I really have to. The way they play Uno, I it's spicy Uno. So there's a lot of rules, and I have to focus in. Otherwise, I don't know what's going even what's going on even when I focus in I still kind of don't know what's going on but it's pretty fun to do and they're all like so fast they're like and they're talking the whole time like I don't know how they're talking through the whole game I'm like you guys are crazy like this is this is like beyond me and I think too it's because I'm really probably tired too but like I don't even notice when I'm working and stuff like, when I've been out steaming ice dams or shoveling roofs, like, I, if I have been tired, like, at night and stuff, it's like, you don't notice, you know, because um, you just are kind of in go mode when, when you're up there, especially in the cold and you're moving and whatever, so, like, kind of don't get tired, but sitting down in there, I was definitely tired by the end of it, and, um, oh, back to the message, dude, so... Yeah, he quoted uh, John Adams, who I recognize that name from history class. I think most of history, what they taught us in U.S. history is a lie. All the white guys with the powdered wigs, they were actually cannibals. There's a whole thing. I think most of it's a lie. As far as the how many years back Jesus was here, I think... They probably mess with that too. As far as the times and the dates. But I'm like I I take the word of God like for what it says. I'm not saying like I doubt the word of God, but like the history books, like what they taught us in history class, that I do think a, a lot of that's a lie. Or just kind of twisted truths. But anyways, this John Adams guy back in the beginning 
the, of the U.S., or so they tell us. <laughs> he was, I guess he was really just not a popular dude. Like, he wasn't cool. A lot of people didn't like him, but he did a lot of stuff for helping the country get started. And, uh... So, the theme of the message tonight, you know, was like... Man, like, leaders especially... A lot of times, what they're doing is not popular, and it's not cool. And, like, they... Like, really good leaders, like, people that lead powerful movements in one way or another... Whether it's a church thing, whether it's a business, whether it's just within their family... Um, anything, right? A, a lot of times, they're just, like unrecognized, unnoticed, un, um, appre- they're not appreciated, but they're, they're unlike the world around them. And that's how they end up leading the world out of darkness. Like, that's how we do it, man. That's how we do that for Jesus. And we all have our own sphere of influence that we do that in, man. Like, I'm not you and you're not me. You can't reach the people I'm reaching and I can't reach the people you're reaching, man. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> well, I might. I probably know some of you. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was another thing I wrote down. I took a lot of notes. I was taking notes the whole time. It was very good. We're going to have to get kerosene here soon. I'm trying to get there before the kerosene pumps close. That's why I left church a little bit early while they were still playing Uno's because they close at 9. Are you taking ground for Jesus in the world or is the world taking ground in your heart? Because we can think, oh yeah, I'm getting into this position or this thing, and or oh, I'm taking up this thing or whatever, you know, I'm to reach people, or oh, I'm going to this family event to reach people, I'm doing this thing to reach people. But are we really reaching people? Are we really reaching the world? Or is the world reaching us and getting into us and we're becoming like it? That was one thing Mike Lewin said tonight. I think I said that, Mike Lewin, he was preaching, he was preaching. He's a good dude. I like him. I, I haven't heard him speak much. Um, yeah, it was really good stuff, man. The um, the world taking ground in our heart, or us taking ground in Christ in the world. It's like so huge, dude. I'm going to get some kerosene here. I hope I got the first part on here okay. I don't know if I did or not. I might have had my Bluetooth on. Uh, actually, no, I think we are good. I think I was on airplane mode. But anyways, in the gas station, I saw this dude working there. And uh, he basically, uh, I'm like, man, I think you and I worked at a bar together before. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like at nights. And I was like, yeah, it was like five years ago. He's like, oh, yeah. And we started talking. He's like, yeah, I left there because of this and that. And I was like, yeah, I left there to go to rehab. <laughs> and uh, which is a good conversation starter. And then we're t- a little little bit more we're talking. 
And I was like, yeah, but I was sober, you know, the whole time I was there, except for the last week, I was smoking crack. And <laughs> we all just cracked up laughing, and there was a lady working there, too, because it sounded so funny. And I'm like the most, well, now I have tattoos on my knuckles, so I'm probably not, but, you know, I'm probably one of the most clean-cut looking white dudes. Actually, probably not now. I don't know what I look like to people with my knuckles tattooed. I really thought it'd be a cool way to reach people. Um, getting the knuckles tattooed. <laughs> I think that was the main thing. I didn't even really care what, what got tattooed on him. I was just, I knew I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to have a job anymore. Like, I can get my knuckles tattooed. Like, I don't need to worry about passing an interview or anything. Um, so, it's pretty, pretty cool. But dude, yeah, that whole message about like not being cool, like I was thinking about it with work and stuff too, you know, because it's like I'm working a lot, but dude, like it is not to be cool. It is, I, honestly, the Lord just spoke to me in there. He's like, it's, you're being obedient right now. That's what you're doing. And like, yeah, it's cool to make a bunch of money and all that, but like actually what I'm doing every day like I love it I absolutely love it it's weird and it's like but it's not cool man like it's like it's cold you could fall off the roof and die it's dark people don't know where you are um extremely long hours insanely like I'm gonna go eat Perkins right now by myself and then go jump back on a roof I should get started by like 9 45 or so and I might be out there till midnight steaming this church and like I just, I dig it, man. I don't, I'm a weirdo. Like God built me a certain way to like that stuff. And we're, we're all, we all have our different things. We're all so unique. Like each of us is like that. And, um, man, when we begin to embrace those things that God, like he put desires in us that other people are going to think are weird and they're, and they're, they're not going to think it's cool, man. Um, some of it they will and some of it they won't like there's this verse gosh I wish I knew where it was I think it was I think it's in Luke man my buddy Caleb was he brought up a different verse but basically God knows our motives the thoughts of every heart the motives of every heart will be revealed Jesus Christ is going to one day judge everyone's secret life. That's another one, man. He knows the reason that we're doing things. And sometimes I think we don't even know the reason that we're doing things. We're just doing them. And we can, we can start, we can do something, something for the right reason like a, a godly motive we can have, but then we can get off track and we can start doing it for the wrong reason. But then in that same way, like once we realize it, we can be like, wow, Lord, like that's not who I am. Like, I don't want to wake up in the morning for that. I want to wake up in the morning for you. I want to do whatever it is for, for you, man. Cause there's a lot of good things we can do, but man, if we're not doing them for the right reason, if we're, if we're doing them to please people, if we're doing them to try and be cool, then like that ain't, that is not cool, man. It's, it's not cool in our own heart and it's, it's not cool with the Lord, man. Um, 
the, uh, oh, I'm going to read you guys this. This is something I wrote down right in the beginning. You can get, oh, this verse in Proverbs, the refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold to separate the impurities of the metal. And each is tested by the praise given to him and his response to it, whether humble or proud. You can get away with character flaws because people won't see it because they're looking at the good stuff, but you don't get away with it with yourself and you don't get away with it with God. Each is tested by the praise given to him and his response to it, whether humble or proud. Like when we're praised by man, there's a, there is a testing that goes on, man. It's like, all right, am I going to let that be my driving factor? Am I going to keep doing this thing or this thing or talking like this or going to this place because of the praise of man? Or am I going to do it because of Jesus, man? Because I know it's what he's telling me to do. Talking about this stuff, my buddy Zach, he's, man, he's probably one of the least cool guys I know. But at the same time, he's like one of like the top dudes I would trust with like anything and everything. As far as just making a call on something spiritually or like being there in the middle of the night to help you out. My friend Caleb as well. God, and Bob. There's, yeah, there's several guys like I'm, I'm pretty close with and like, they're not, they're really not like what you would think of as cool guys, you know, from the, from the world's standard or maybe even like within the church and just church community stuff. Like, you know, if you're gonna put a label on them, it'd be not cool. Like, and I'm I'm honestly, I I might go in and out. I I really sometimes I feel like I notice, and, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel like I can really talk it up and have good conversation, and it's kind of like everybody in the room likes me, and and then sometimes it's not. And I'm not, I'm not talking about even being right or wrong. I just, I mean, like in a, in a setting, you know, based on their perspective. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think about these other guys that I, that I would trust like with like my life and, um, <laughs> they're not. They're not the most popular people, man. But they're, they're like the guys I would trust, like, with, like, if I had a baby daughter, I would trust any three of those guys with that baby daughter. And there's more, too. Like, I have other people I could think of that are, like, you know, that that same thing. It's, it's interesting, man. Um, yeah. I, I really liked this message that got that got preached on tonight. So I'm kind of just reiterating it to you guys. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it was awesome. There's a lot of stuff that I've been thinking about lately. So I'm going to go in and eat Perkins and chow down. And um, yeah, so bless you guys. I'm 
going home to take a nap. And it's going to be good. I did this last week. There was a day, I don't know what day it was, but I passed out for like four hours. So we'll see what happens. But it's like eight o'clock now. <laughs> I really don't feel that tired, but I think I'll just sleep hard. Maybe not, but we'll see what happens. I think once I fall asleep, I'll just be toast. <laughs> I woke up before my alarm went off this morning. It was like three o'clock or whatever. And because uh, I wanted to go steam this church uh, before the kids got there for school. So I wanted to get done by 7, and I got done at about 6.15. And then um, Caleb and I went and had coffee, and it was really good. I really enjoy the conversations that we have. Um, it's awesome. And, uh, oh, this is the main thing I wanted to talk about on here. It was just this random little encounter this morning, and it was strange, man. And it like uh, it made me so uncomfortable. And um, like it was, it goes directly in line with what we were talking about last night on here. And I know it's kind of the morning now; it's like twelve hours later or something. But um, basically, I went in, went into the gas station, and I was trying to pay for my stuff, and the lady had to go in her safe to get changed because I handed her 50 and I was like oh no that's fine like I I, you know I can get you cash she's like no no it's all good it'll it'll just take me a little bit and then I was like no for real and I I always like try not to do this but like I pulled out this big wad of cash from my other pocket and it was like five thousand dollars and like I pulled out a 20 and I try handing her the 20 and she just like looked at me She's like, whoa. And there was another dude standing there, too. And um, she's like, you must be doing really good. Good for you. And it was the weirdest thing, dude. Like, I got so uncomfortable. I felt like a nervous little kid, you know. And my response, I was like, yeah. Like, you know, I Sam Steven. It's going really good. So, and like, well, here you go. Have a nice day. And I kind of like hurried off. Like, I was extremely uncomfortable. But what it was, was like, it's not, like, I didn't want her to, um, to see that, or that guy. That's why I had the, the other money in the other pocket. And so that, that wouldn't happen. And, like, that's what I, and it, it was actually, it was really uncomfortable But it was good confirmation to some stuff for me, you know, because it's like, I really try not to do that, you know, and uh, because like what that does then, whether it's on purpose or not, like if you pull out a huge chunk of money in, in front of somebody like that, like it's like whatever, like I just had that sitting in my pocket, then that can make them feel like you know, bad about their financial situation, even though it's whatever they're thinking isn't even true, you know, most likely about my, about my, how I'm doing and also about how they're doing. And, um, it's, it's like, I, I didn't like anything about that. It made me so uncomfortable. Plus there was another guy standing there too. That was just like a customer. And, um, Cause like that just, 
I feel like it, the enemy tries to put thoughts in people's heads, you know, about, about themselves or their job or whatever. And, um, I, I didn't like anything about that. And, um, I, I really do try not to do that if I have a lot of cash on me. Um, but that totally, totally happened. And, um, but it, it was, it was overall theme of this is the Lord, the Lord was confirming some stuff to me and because the enemy will try to come at me with thoughts of like, you know, oh, you're just doing this for, um, uh, you know, you're just doing this basically to impress people, you know, or you're just doing this for the money or you just want people to think you're good enough or whatever. And it's like, that's not it at all, man. Like, I'm being obedient to the Lord and what he's asking me to do and listening to his voice and really seeking discernment on things and trying to walk with the spirit and everything I'm doing. And whether it's work, whether it's outside of work, whether it's friend stuff, family stuff, stuff in the church, relationships with people, whatever. But it's like the enemy tries to come at me with this stuff because he's the accuser of men. He's the accuser of men in regards to motives, you know? So he'll try and tell us like, oh, your motive is this and this and you're just as, you're just a dirtbag. You're just the same person you were. You're just whatever, you know? And it's when we stand on the finished work of the cross, when we stand on who we are in Christ, our identity in Him, above what we're feeling, above what we're seeing, like, that's that's what's up, man. Like, I just got this thought, that's how we keep our head out of the waters. Talking about deep waters, man. Like, bad stuff. Let's say the the water is the bad stuff in this situation or just circumstances in life. How do you stay above it? How do you see past it? To where it's still there, but it's just noise. It's it's standing on the finished work of the cross. It's like I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a son of God. And yeah, my soul is being saved. My soul is in process, the salvation of the soul and my physical body, but my spirit is one with God in Christ. My spirit's fully connected. My spirit's not separate from him. And my flesh will line up and my soul will line up. My mind will line up. My emotions will line up. when we stand on that like I'm completely forgiven I'm completely loved by God old things passed away all things have become new there's nothing I did in my past that warrants punishment for me today or is a reason for me to deserve not having my best life there's no mistake that I made 
It's nothing I did or said to anybody. It's all been wiped away, finished on the cross. So, when we have uncomfortable situations, they can be good confirmations. <laughs> and uh, yeah don't let the devil tell you why you're doing stuff Let, let the Holy Spirit talk to you about everything don't let any other voice in if there's people you have to cut out of your life cut them out if it's too tempting to listen and to believe what they're saying because what they're saying isn't from God just cut them out cut those people out of your life man for a season and see what God does and let him speak to you when there's nobody else around let God's people speak to you people that are going to encourage you and build you up and tell you who you are <laughs>